Jake, we are here for Wednesday, October 4th bets. You can see on screen, ladies and gentlemen, the eight games we're going to cover, the four games there at the top, and then we are cutting out uh, if you're on YouTube, and the final four games will be covered uh, as our extended cut study hall extra show for our people in Dub Club. If you want to sign up, that link's in the show description. Costs under $1 per day. Uh, Jake, why should you be supporting the show? Well, number one, you should be supporting the show because hopefully we're helping you win and we appreciate your support. It helps me pay the bills so I can spend about 100 hours a week working on models, working on formatting stuff to get things displayed well, uh, watching sports to be knowledgeable. So uh, that's good. But also, Jake, why should you support the show? Because of all the winners. It's just like incredible. It's just incredible what's been happening. And I tried to make this fun little recap slide and put little green check marks there on the screen, but it, it just didn't show up. So we got boxes. So pretend those are green check marks there. But uh, yesterday we 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 have we, we got the Monday night pick. Uh, we got the Monday. If you're with us over on, on TikTok or Instagram or Twitter, I said that we got we got a total of the day in soccer. That's how just hot we are on everything. Um, we got the Phillies here on Tuesday. Baseball went two and one on our three recommended picks. Uh, the play of the day, we introduced that in football Texans at plus odds. Got that. The total of the day got that despite two defensive touchdowns and a needless two point conversion last week on the NFL show picks. We went six and one, including nailing that Jets game, nailing the Seahawks, Jake. And you brought up a good point about the Seahawks game. We got that at plus 105. It closed like minus 130. I mean, it was just a massive, massive difference in the price you paid uh, if you if you were with us. Uh, I, I just, you know, I'm traveling around the world. It's going to be a lot of traveling here the next couple months, but uh, uh, country, not world. But, uh, you know, the, the winners follow us wherever we go. Yeah, it's, I mean, it's been incredible. And the biggest reason there for the double is that, I mean, we got better than even money there in Seattle that ended up being a two and a half point favorite. If you waited till Monday on it, I mean, we nailed the jets. You've been going off about the Texans about their solid team and nailing that as the play of the day. It, this uh, playing paying for the dub club is worth everything because you will make all that money back. It's, it's unreal. The kind of run we're on right now. Yeah, and I've been, I've been saying from the very start when I looked at my model, and I told my dad this, who, who lives in Houston here for the last couple of years, I was like, hey, this Texans team, not bad. Like, their biggest injury, issue was injuries. Like, but if they could get healthy, I was like, this team could win like eight games, nine games. Like, be everyone's talking about them, you know, being a three and 14 team. Like, this team's not bad. Like, and of course, CJ Stroud's been, been fantastic for them. So uh, it was just a great week in the NFL, uh, slightly positive for college football. Uh, so, I mean, when you're making a little bit of money, they're making a lot of money. It seems like in the NFL all the time and, and, uh, baseball playoffs, uh, I'm, I'm thinking, you know, September's just a little bit of an up and down month. You never know what you can get. Last September was really good. This September was a little disappointing, uh, but now that we're back into playoffs, that should be good. So again, feeling really good about things moving forward here this week and we will get right to it back to a Thursday night game, Jake, uh, the last uh, three weeks, weeks two and three and four, there was no A grade play on Thursday night football. And so you had some options and you said, Hey, this is what I like. This is the best play you can make. Week one, uh, we missed, but there was an A grade play, I believe, on the total and the total hit. So A grade plays on Thursday night, one and oh, Jake, you figuring out what to pick when there's not an A grade play, three and oh. 
there's an A-grade play and Thursday night. So just following the formula, we're going to stick with the A-grade play. Under 44 and a half, A-grade pick, 45 is kind of a key number. 44 is even more key than that. So we're under the right side here of a key number. Again, the model projects have 38.8 points. Jake, we talked about this specifically when the Vikings played a couple weeks ago. For Thursday night football, the games get more extreme. It's a short week. Good offenses and bad defense just get better on offense and worse on defense because they don't have time to prep. Bad offenses, good defense, it just gets better. And that's what we're dealing with here. Two bad offenses with the Bears and the Commanders defensively. Washington's got a pretty decent defense. Uh, kind of been a little bit surprised by the efficiency. You know, that well above 100 member, 100 is average. Higher means more points. Chicago's just not very good at all. But you look at that pace. Both these teams are slow. It, it There's just nothing going to generate points in this game with the exception of Chicago as a bad defense. That's the only thing, but it's not like this Washington offense is really capable of capitalizing. I know, I know you like Sam Howell, but he hasn't been great. He's had some moments and I'm sure he'll score a little bit against the Chicago defense, but I'm not sure how much Chicago is going to score. Their offense is like, they're capable of scoring off Denver, but I think you and I could probably go and score off of Denver at this point. Right. Obviously. Um, but under 44 and a half, the average football game has about 44 points to think this game is going to be anywhere near an average football game. Just it's a complete slap in the face to understanding pace, understanding efficiency, understanding, uh, that, that, that Chicago's defense is the only thing to get you over in points. Nothing else tends to go that direction. You never know a sport sports are weird. Anything can happen, but a pretty solid play here under 44 and a half. I'm really surprised this isn't in the low forties. Uh, under 44 and a half. Love this one, Jake. What do you got? Yeah, no, when I saw this was at 44 and a half, I was like, we have to jump on this because I expect this game to be in the mid 30s. Yeah. Uh, Washington, I like Sam Howell, but I don't I think he's very average. I mean, I think he could get it good, but he's got some weapons out there with Terry McLaurin. He's got a couple good running backs and Gibson and Robinson Jr. Their defense is better than people think. They are. They've got like, especially with Chase Young back and healthy and Montez Sweat, they've got they've got some guys to put some pressure on them. They're they've got a lot of athletes out there. I think they're going to be able to box uh, Justin Fields in and man that Bears offense. Whew, that is that is rough. And I, just as a team, as a whole, because the defense isn't any good better. I mean, Denver put up a lot on them. Denver's not a spectacular offense. It's a hole. Uh, Denver's just like in the hole with their league by themselves. It seems like with the way they're playing football this year, it's just yeah. like not even the same game, basically. Yeah, I, I don't know what's going on. I would have thought with Sean Payton, I would have, we would have seen a big uptick for them, but nope. Yeah. I just I don't know where anything good for Chicago is. That locker room's got to be a weird, awkward place at this moment. Like with Chase Claypool being asked to stay home last week, and then the Which rumors flying around about Eberflus yeah. coaching for his life in this one, like a lose and he's done kind of thing. Like uh, that's not a comfortable place to be. Field's comments earlier in, earlier this season about the coaching and stuff was kind of weird and him trying to walk that back. I just, I just think Chicago is a dumpster fire right now. And they're not going to do anything to help this total. Uh, and I, think, I don't think Washington's going to get 40 points on us. So I don't think we have to worry about any, any, getting anywhere near this total. Yeah, I agree. I, I'm just really surprised this is this high under 44 and a half. Just a really strong pick. That's your free A grade play of the day. Uh, moving on to Sunday, 
one PM Eastern. I, I don't, I don't know. Look, this is just simple to me. I've been saying it for weeks now that Bryce Young might be a really good NFL quarterback one day. He is not today. Carolina is terrible. I mentioned it. You know, we should. I should have just put all my money on Minnesota on something. It didn't really matter what I put my money on. It pretty much all won except for like <laughs> one, like two, two, three picks really uh, overall. But uh, that one, it, it, and the same thing this week. You know, Detroit. Detroit's a very solid football team. The team, the models really gotten high on after for a couple weeks. Uh, faded them. Against the against the Seahawks team is pretty good. We got plus odd winner with the Seahawks, and then just right after that, we started flipping and started backing the the Lions. So I mean, the, the model really turning around. And part of that's the injury factor of this that the model can be really high or low on a team on any given week based off the injuries. Something that I honestly I don't look too deep into. I've run the math. I pull in the injuries, and and the system says if you're out or not, or you're in, or what percentage to give you, and it's just it's math. And now that, you know, for whatever reason, the model's a lot higher in Detroit, not their defense necessarily. They are a little bit faster paced, so the efficiency is not bad. It's not, it's an okay defense. It's good offense. And that's where this Detroit team, um, I, I think they're going to be able to excel uh, across the season against Carolina. It doesn't really matter. I mean, Carolina's defense isn't bad. Offense is terrible. They're the worst team in football, in my opinion. Arizona found life. Honestly, Carolina found life too when they started Andy Dalton and they're not doing that. And again, we talk about this a lot, right? They're not starting Andy Dalton because they know what Andy Dalton is and he can be the, the 15th or 20th or whatever the best quarterback. It doesn't really matter. They know he's not going to be a stud and they, they know that Bryce Young might be. And so they're playing him. They're not giving themselves the best chance to win today. They know that. They know their best chance to win today is Andy Dalton. We all know that. Everybody knows that, except for maybe Bryce Young and his parents, you know. Um, <laughs> so they're making a decision to start the weaker quarterback, and we need to capitalize. Models is Detroit by 15 and a half. Detroit minus nine and a half is a very strong B grade, in my opinion. Just like the other one, key numbers here under 44 and a half in that Thursday game, run, don't walk. This one, nine and a half, run, don't walk. I'm afraid this gets out to 10 and a half or 11. I would still be playing it there, but it it drops a full letter grade. It becomes a C grade where it's like, I kind of want to get some money on it because Carolina is a dumpster fire, but the probability Detroit wins by 10 or 11 is is, is not zero. It's, it's, it's got some value there. And the fact that we get to win at 10 and 11 right now locks us in as a strong B pick. Uh, Jake, we got this, you got this earlier today. Our projections came out and you got this at nine. And by the time we record here at nine, it was already at nine and a half. Um, nine and a half is still a good number, but it's definitely trending towards where the model says, which is Detroit should win this game handily. I don't think the market realizes how bad Carolina is with Bryce Young, at quarterback. No, no I, I don't think they do. And then especially with Jameson Williams coming back for Detroit with the whole gambling thing being redone. Uh, I just think this Detroit team, especially offensively, we haven't seen how good they're going to be because as we go into the year, I expect Jameer Gibbs to perform a bigger role. But David Montgomery is ha- seems to be having an incredible year um, behind that line. He looks fabulous. I mean, he came back from injury. And they, there was no <laughs> there was no working him into it. it immediately 30-something carries. Uh, Goff is a very smart quarterback. He's, he's not he, got he's like, a- the cannon arm. He's up to the 13th best starting quarterback in my ratings, which is what I've long said that that the the difference between like 10th and 25th is not a lot. And at the start of the season, he was kind of at the tail end of that. Now he's gone up to the top of that. And it, it's not like it's a big difference. It's just he's been playing well enough to to climb up and, and leapfrog a bunch of those that are quarterbacks. He's having a good year. And uh, I'm not sure how much higher he can go, but he, he's definitely getting himself to the top of that list of the solid quarterbacks kind of, and, and he's done this his whole career, right? With, with, the, with LA, we saw this with, it's like, 
depending on the type of season he has, he's either he's somewhere between good and mediocre. And, and right now he's looking like he's having a good season. And and so if you're a Lions fan, you have to be very pleased with that. If he can keep that up for a full 17 games with the plus playoffs, that's that's very solid with the rest of the pieces you have around him on offense. Oh yeah, I mean those pieces on offense with Raw, say say what uh I'm on Raw. Uh you got him and then James Williams come back, TJ Hawkinson. I mean they they just have dudes all over that help him out and he's going to make the smart play may not be the flashy play but he'll he'll get it to whoever and carolina's just got no hope here especially offensively their offense is so rough right now i mean what i can't remember the final but i don't think their offense did much outside of the pick six that they got i think was one of the few scores they had against minnesota yeah yeah minnesota's been been the only might have been the only touchdown i think i think they got two field goals besides that i can't remember exactly though like, but I think Minnesota's been giving away touchdowns like candy on Halloween to everybody else, and they couldn't take advantage of that. So it's – I just see Detroit just – this. I think this would be like a 20, 25-point game. Yeah, the Panthers' defensive efficiency uh, ranks 29th. It, it jumps to 12th with the pace. So their defense has been respectable in that they are keeping teams uh, – you know, a little bit in front of them, slowing things down, and defensively they're looking okay, but it's still not a good defense. It's just they're even worse on offense. Uh, they just have really not a lot going for them, not a single unit or position group rates in the top half of the NFL, and you contrast that with Detroit, which like we were talking about, really the running back's the only position of weakness for them, and that's not a position that you necessarily expect to be a weakness going forward. It just is right now. If they can get those, those two running backs going, this is a very, very good offense. I've got them as the fifth best at pass blocking right now, fourth best run blocking, the wide receiver tight end group up to seventh. So, I mean, you're talking about if you can get the running backs going, if Goff being is the weakest thing on your offense, that's not a bad offense, right? He can, he, when you talk about, he, he, he's somewhere in that, somewhere maybe a game manager plus in that he, you know, as long as he doesn't make mistakes, uh, but he could be, he could occasionally give you a little bit more than that. You know, he can do a little bit more than a uh, Trent Dilfer, a little bit more than uh who was the guy, everybody um, for the Ravens that everyone talked about. I remember who that was. I think, I think that was Dilfer. Wasn't it? No, it was, well, it was Dilfer was the first one, but then there was someone else after him uh, that, that people talked about as well. I can't remember who it was uh, that I was uh, joking around about, but I mean, he, he can, he can do that. Uh, if he's the weakest thing, and he could 100% trust him to do that, and then when things are going on, he's got a decent enough arm. He can make a few plays. I mean, it, 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 again, if he's the worst thing on your offense, if they get those running backs going, that's a pretty good offense. Um, and so, yeah, the, the sky's limit there. Of course, for them, it's the defense. Uh, you know, that's going to be kind of the thing that potentially keeps them from making a deep playoff run. Uh, but otherwise, you have to like this offense uh, to get the job done against Carolina. Carolina's going to try to slow it down. Uh, but I'm not sure it's going to matter because when you're just constantly three and out, you give the other team so many chances that you y- you can't keep from breaking at some point on defense when your team's on the field that long. And that's going to yeah. be likely the doom for Carolina here. We love Detroit in this one. Think they went by on average of 15.1 points, line nine and a half B grade pick. Another 1 p.m. game, Tennessee at Indianapolis. Tennessee middle of the pack offensively Indianapolis a below average offense Tennessee a defense I am very high models very high on this Tennessee defense Jake you know I've talked about them and I mentioned this multiple times before watching them play every week their defense either looks fantastic like it did last week against Cincinnati you know, part of that is obviously the Joe Burrow situation and and the, the fact that he 
he may not be healthy all season with the lingering calf. We don't really know. Part of it is the Tennessee defense looks really good when they just don't commit penalties, and that's been their bugaboo. If they can prevent that, this defense is really good. They play at a really slow pace. The Colts, you know, better on defense than offense because I'm just not high overall, and the Colts also play at a below average pace. 38.8 is the expected number of points in this one. I don't know why this total is so high. This total should probably be around 40. If I had to guess 40 and a half, the fact that we're on the right side of 40, 41, 42 really blows my mind. Under 42 and a half is a B grade pick. Jake, what you got? Yeah, I think these defenses will have an advantage when they're on the field, especially the Titans defense. Uh, the, when the Titans start handing the ball to King Henry, he's been a thorn in Indianapolis side for a long time. Uh, I don't, and I mean, running the ball run moves the clock at a slow pace. Titans aren't burning people down the field with their receiving core. It's typically shorter passes off play action that turn in the big ones. I just don't see there's just been a points explosion here. I think it's going to be a tighter game than I think I would have expected from the beginning of the year. Cause Anthony Richardson, I was hard on him from coming from the word. I wasn't a big fan, but he's looking better than I thought he would. Uh, the receivers are doing good. I know Josh Downs is going to be talented. Pittman uh, and Moss has been a big surprise. I didn't think he was going to be that good. And then who knows what's going to happen with Jonathan Taylor? Yeah. I don't. I don't think he's going to play. But I don't know. Or if, or if he does, I wouldn't expect a full workload. I wouldn't expect him to be a hundred percent. Yeah. At this point. But either way, when your best off your best offensive weapons are running the ball. The, that leads to lower lower scoring games. I think that's where we're going to get. We're going to get a very tight, like mid thirties type game. Yeah, um, a couple of things to point out here. According to the models analysis of this, is that the Colts have a good offensive line. Number nine pass blocking, number nine run blocking, and that's it. The model's not high on Richardson. Model's not high on the receivers. Model's not high on the running backs. Model's high on the line, saying they're making them look better than they actually are. So individually, there's just not a lot of talent there, but you got a good offensive line and that can help you a lot. And that's why this isn't the worst offense in the league because that line is doing wonders for them. Um, at Tennessee, you talk about Derrick Henry struggled against the Browns. Other than last week, I think everybody's massively struggled against the Browns. They were setting records left and right. Um, got going last week against the Bengals defense that honestly isn't probably that different than the Colts. I mean, like the Bengals defense isn't the best in the league, but it's like, it's not the, it's not the Broncos, right? It's not, it's not overly terrible. And uh, he got really got going there. If they get him going, even if he's busting off again, five yards a carry, that's still going to lead to a low scoring game because it's going to be basically a running clock. And you got those two good running backs with Tennessee. If they do what they should do, which is just feed both of those guys over and over and over again and are picking up four or five yards a pop, they're going to score, but they're going to take 10 minutes to do it and eat up like almost an entire quarter just for seven points. Uh, so again, 42 and a half, just way too high according to the model. B grade pick on that under. And for our last free pick, we're going to turn to Miami, a Miami team that did not look good against Buffalo. Sideline still believes in them based off of the individual player grades, who's healthy, et cetera, still says they're the second best team. 
And again, right, we always have to remember just because a team beat another team doesn't necessarily mean they would beat them again. doesn't mean that they're better than them. It just means that's what happened in one game. We know that's true in a sport like baseball. We know that's true in a sport like hockey. For whatever reason, we don't think about that in football. In football, this it's definitive that the Bills beat the Dolphins, so they should be ahead of them. Well, you can't do that for all the games. That's not the way this works. I think the Bills are good. I'm, if you're a Bills fan, I'm not insulting your team. I'm not. I'm, they are a good team. Model likes the Dolphins a little bit more as of now. That could change if they struggle here, but Miami shouldn't struggle against this Giants team. They should be able to feast off of a very subpar defense that, again, look kind of like we're talking about the Panthers, looks a little bit better because they slow it down. Not a lot of offense. The model believes in this Miami defense even after last week, and the Bills just shredded them. If the Giants shred them, I think the model will not like them. <laughs> but that's the Bills who also have a very good offense. We also have to understand that is one game's worth of data into the model. We've got three other games this season before that. Sprinkle a little bit of the preseason data in. We don't weight it too much, but use a little bit of that. We use last year's data. We use the year before that, the year before that. Downweighted because we understand players get better. But with all that combined data, the model still thinks the pieces are there for this Miami defense to be good. The issue for this Miami defense is going to be their efficiency might be good. Their pace is insanely fast and they score so quick and their defense is out on the field. So from a points per game perspective, that's where they're going to get hurt. Again, I don't really think that happens here against the Giants. It's a different world playing this Giants team. We saw it last night here on Monday Night Football with our plus odds winner on the Seahawks as an A-grade pick. Miami should take care of business. This is a C-grade pick. It's very similar to what we talked about earlier with Detroit. We're on the wrong side of 10 and 11. That's why it's a secret. If we get nine and a half, then that would be a B grade. We'd be much more excited about that one. This one's at 11 C grade. I still think it's worth your time because with the way Miami plays, they could win this game by 30. And so I think it's a worthy investment. But the fact that you push at 11 and lose at 10 means we just don't want to be maybe quite as invested in this one as we do the Detroit game, knowing that we've got a better number on that one, a little bit better value. Still think Miami's worth a play here on Sunday, though. Model thinks they win by 13.3. Jake, what do you got? Yeah. I mean, it's everybody knows about Miami, and they put up 70. They've got so much speed on the field. Tua is a really, really good quarterback. But I, I, I think this is really about the Giants and how bad they are on offense. Uh, their defense, I think, is getting hurt by how bad their offense is, and they're just out there all the yeah. time. Yeah. I mean, nothing sums up the Giants here so far more than the, there's a play to find the highlight. Evan Neal blocks Darren Waller instead of one of the Seahawks linemen. The lineman goes goes and hits Daniel Jones, who throws an interception because he's being tackled because his, his lineman blocked his tight end. It's mm. just that's – I mean, Saquon Barkley – might be back, may not, but that's not going to change much. I mean, he's a great running back. He's going to make yeah. he's going to make a play here or there, but it's not it's not going to matter because that defense is not going to be able to stop Tyreek Hill, Achan, Mozart, Waddle, whoever else Tua decides to throw to because there's just they don't have enough guys on that field to cover everybody. And Miami's going to be a little angry after last week, and they're going to go out there and I think really really flash some. Big place. If you have to think about the NFL season as a collection of things that aren't always going to make sense, our brains look for patterns when they aren't there. Um, 
it, it, it's just how we are. We're trained to do that. It's just innate in our being. And we sometimes look for patterns to try to make things happen. That is just all these guys are good athletes. We're not saying anybody in any of these teams is not any of the they're good athletes. They're they're among the best in the world. We're just saying compared to the other guys, the other guys are a little bit better, but they're all really good. And on any given day, you're just you're sometimes gonna have a good day and a bad day. And you saw the dolphins at their best putting up 70. And and I think you might have seen them at their worst against the Bills in quarters two through four. I think quarter number one was good. They looked pretty good in there. Two through four was kind of at their worst. They just couldn't get a stop. Uh two would turn the ball over. They couldn't, you know, convert on a fourth down, that sort of thing. It was just that was just what happens when they get stuck in the mud in quarters two through four. They aren't as good as scoring 70. Like that's just insanely rare, right? We, we just never see that. They aren't as bad as what they looked against the Bills either. So I think people looking to to you know, and we we didn't touch the game last week. We didn't have a pick on it because I thought it was a pretty well priced line, and I'm always leery of backing a team who just looked incredible. So, you know, we just said we're gonna we're gonna sit it out. The, the Dolphins aren't as good as they just looked. Well, true enough, they aren't as bad as they just looked. <laughs> they didn't look good, right? And so, we don't have to try to fit in this into this box about this team and whatever. It just understand Miami's still a good team. I know what we just saw. The Giants aren't a good team. We've seen that all year, right? We, we know this. The loss of Saquon Barkley hurts even more. But even when he's in there, that offense has still really struggled because they just don't have a lot of talent. Their hope with Daniel Jones was a series of things that just doesn't seem to be happening, and that looks, again, worse by the day uh, with regards to him. This Dolphins team should take care of business by 13.5 on average, the model says, so minus 11 is a C-grade pick. Uh, and that is – are for free picks again join us for more picks on dub club jake before we hit the outro music uh for the people on youtube uh do you have any parting words for the viewers yeah here's a fun exercise comment who the giants number one receiver is because i honestly don't know i've gone through it in my head and i have no clue so if you can let me know so i can i don't know look for him on the field because daniel jones isn't Oof, ouch, what a burn. Um, if you're with us on Dub Club and you have access to the extended cut with study halls, we'll call it here. The the uh, I don't think detention. Detention's a bad. This is like the uh after after class extra extra credit session, whatever you want to call it, right? Uh stick around after the outro music. Uh and and Jake and I'll keep going. Otherwise, uh for everybody on YouTube, we will see you tomorrow.